0: Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida.
1: All right, bang, bang, everyone. Welcome back to another week on the Goalie Hacks podcast. Mike Santaguidi here again to join you guys in the Goalie Hacks audio experience and uh, another great week on the show for you guys and uh, I have the pleasure of being joined by uh, one of Slovakia's longtime goaltending stars and most decorated goalie to to ever play the game to come out of that country and that gentleman is Jan Lasik and who's now coaching with Team Slovakia after retiring uh, only a few years ago and and played pro from the Western Hemisphere in the NHL to the Eastern Hemisphere spanning over a plus 20-year career at the next level. Uh, so many accolades, personal accolades. You can go check him out on Elite Prospects. I'll dive into in his bio and, and throughout the conversation. Um, and, and today we break down exactly what helped him to have such a long, successful career, uh, how, how he won you know, so many awards and was so decorated, and also what he would have done differently during his time in the NHL and what kids at home should be focusing on today to help them get to the next level. And Jan is such a humble... And a truly passionate guy, you know, such a pleasure to connect with him. I care so deeply about the game and his students, and I know you guys are going to love this one today. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's conversation. I know you're going to love the chat Jan and I had today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Goalie Hacks podcast. And today on the show, I have another absolutely lights out guest. And that's one of Slovakia's best and most decorated goaltenders to ever play the game and come out of there. And that gentleman is Jan Lasik. And after growing up and playing minor hockey in Slovakia, uh, Jan went on to have just an absolutely amazing career spanning 20 years at the next level, uh, playing a handful of NHL games and having played from North America at the highest levels all the way over to Western Europe and Russia, representing his is uh his country almost every single year of the next level of his career both in the olympic games as well as the world championship ihf competitions and he won goaltender of the year in the echl in 2000 uh, a world championship gold medal in 2002 was named the top goal turner in the World Championship in 2004, and also winning the championship in the Czech National League uh, two times, as well as goal turner of the year three times during his reign in Europe. And as of recently in 2017, decided to retire from playing, and since has gone on to coach uh, for Team Slovakia every year in different competitions, including IHF play and the Olympic Games. And I'm truly honored to welcome him to the show today, uh, Coach Lashik. How you doing? Thanks for coming on the show, buddy.
0: Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. Hello, everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, 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 great to go on a call here and, and super grateful to have you on today. I know your schedule is pretty busy and I know we, uh, we, we've we been experiencing some te- technical difficulties, but I'm glad we can kind of get this rolling because I know everybody's <laughs> just going to want to hear from you. But, uh, you know, I saw, saw your lead prospects page and I knew you'd just be a, an amazing fit for the show. And honestly, I don't think the bio or intro does justice to the success and, and sort of the amazing... Uh, the amazing tenure you've had at the next level, but we'll definitely dive into it all and, and sort of break it all today. But, you know, maybe you can kind of give us a, an idea in terms of uh, development with your goaltenders in Slovakia and, and what are some of the challenges you guys have uh, had to overcome due to COVID so far?
0: Yeah, I would love to talk about it. Uh, maybe, maybe I got some experiences uh, I can share with some other goalies and maybe I can help somebody out, uh... To be have a better career, you know, because we are all smart people learn from the uh, from own mistakes, but smarter people learn from uh, others' mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I made a lot of mistakes, so maybe I can uh, share <laughs> share with you and all the all the listeners how to avoid those mistakes, and maybe they can become better goalies.
1: Yeah. So, so this year for COVID, what was sort of some of the struggles that you guys went through, like in in terms of developing your Slovakian goal tenders?
0: Uh, you know what? I've been, I was, uh, I've been listening about the struggle and how hard it is. But um, I told my boys, all the goals in Slovakia, guys, this is a good opportunity because so many goalies are in yeah. the same situation as you are, and not too many guys mm-hmm. are on the ice. All pretty much all the European countries were closed, except I think Russia. And. Uh, yeah. This might be opportunity because some of the guys are gonna give up and some of the guys are not gonna work hard. But if you work hard now and you are gonna be ready when they when they gonna open all the rings, you might be better than everybody else. Be, just because you didn't quit mm-hmm. and you you didn't give up and just because your head was clean and, and you were looking forward to to be ready. So uh, I told them some some players are hurt for one year and they come back stronger than before. So this is my, this might be an even better situation. So uh, for me, yeah. to be honest, it was a good opportunity to get better than everybody else.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, at the time it sort of seemed like it was never going to end, but sure enough, we're, uh, you know, getting back to some level of normality right now. So anybody who kind of stuck with it and really focused on the development, you know, there's a Big opportunity that sort of opened up a lot of uh, for my younger guys too. At the even at the, you know, here in North America, the, at any kind of sort of level, anybody trying to make it up to the next level, because a lot of the guys that might have been highly touted and, and stuff like that, you know, a lot of guys kind of fell off the bandwagon a bit. And all of a sudden it opens up, uh, you know, you have this big bottleneck and then all of a sudden it, COVID's over sort of thing and things are going back to normality. Guys didn't take care of their body and their training. And when they go back, they're not what they used to be, right?
0: Exactly, and then uh, my experience, uh, when I was 13, I couldn't play uh, hockey for one year because uh, my knee hurts. A doctor gave me break for three months, and then three months, and then six months. And when I came back, I was yeah. so happy I can play hockey. I was so happy to be yeah. back, and I, I really enjoyed to play. And it really showed me how much I love hockey and how much I missed hockey. And there was a big turning point in my life. And then maybe for some guys, it's going to be the same because uh, if you truly love yeah. hockey and be, be a goalie and you, d- you didn't play for several months, like eight months or ten months, then you have to realize how great it is to be back in the net. And maybe it's, it just shows you that uh, you need to work harder, you need to sleep better, you need to spend less time on your iPhone or, or, or your cell phone, on social media stuff, focus on the real things yeah. and then you know, read the books and, and, and get better, listen to podcasts, how to get better. Maybe for some, for some smart people, it was the eye opener.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know for sure, man. I think that's a a good point, and we're we're gonna sort of get into, you know, obviously your career and and the different points. Uh, you know, throughout and then kind of dive into all the details. But obviously, wish you and, the, and your guys the best of luck as we roll into the thick of spring here. Uh, but maybe, you, can, you know, you can just start off by briefly sharing a bit of your story. Obviously, I gave you a bit of an intro, uh, but maybe you can go a little bit deeper and, and sort of how we got to where we are today.
0: Sure. Uh, I was a just a regular kid. But the only difference was I was uh, crazy enough to be in a goal since I was born. You know, they call goalies, they are crazy. Not that much like they used to, but we are a different breed. We all know that. But uh, sure. I remember my, uh, my youth age, when I was really small, let's say five or four years old, came out to play uh, hockey. And I always, I always came to the net. I always loved to be in the net. So it, uh, it was with me all my life. So I had big passion to be a goalie. I really love to be a goalie. I never look at it uh, that way that, you know, some people tell you that, how is it when you play the goal and, and everybody sees your mistakes? And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I always look at it the way that everybody sees how I make the save. Mm-hmm. So there was a different kind of yeah. view for me. I always wanted to be a goalie, <laughs> successful goalie. I was dreaming about to be a world champion. And then my dream came yeah. true. And then, uh, since day one, as I remember, I wanted to be a goalie. Of course, there were some up and downs, but those downs really helped me to get better. I really have to say, when some goalies I got um, some struggle or I, they 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 came down, and they never give up. They work hard. They always get the will get the reward. Anytime, time, guys, when you have a hard time, uh, things are not going your way, and then you got big struggle. If you don't give up, hockey always will pay you back all the times. You're gonna get your reward, yeah, yeah. but you never you should you shouldn't never ever, ever give up.
1: Yeah, yeah. The hockey gods seem to uh, reward the ones that keep going and, and get back up and, and sort of find ways to get back on the bandwagon. And I and I want to dive into you know your playing background. Uh, obviously, you played at the next level for a long time, but maybe we can kind of rewind all the way back to when you're first growing up playing uh, minor hockey and when you were first transitioned to junior hockey over in in uh, Slovakia. Where exactly did you struggle the most initially and what was the hardest part about transitioning to to juniors for you personally at the time?
0: Like I said, when I was 13, I didn't play one year and then I came back. I was uh, really start work harder and I really start to have much more fun because I really, really find out how I missed hockey. And then uh, mm-hmm. I was just the average goalie in Slovakia. I was in the national team, but I, I wasn't the goalie the team could count on. I was just the average goalie compared to my uh, to goalies from other countries. I was below them. And then uh, when I came to juniors, I was 15 or 16. My, I, I got another lesson from hockey. I started the season as a backup and I, my first game I played was in December. I think that was the second half mm-hmm. of December, 24 games I was backup goalie out of the, I don't know, 48 or 52 regular season games, half of the season I was on the bench. Mm-hmm. And when the coach told me, you're going to play, I came to the net on, a, on the 25th game of the season and I told myself, well, um, I, I don't want to leave the cage. I don't want to leave the uh, crease anymore. I want to stay here. I want to play as much as yeah. possible because yeah. I don't want to be on the bench anymore. So that was a hard time for me to be backup goalie for 24 games, but uh, like I said, the bad things are sometimes are the good things in our life. So that was a good lesson for me right. one more time. And then since that, I really start to and, uh, play better, enjoy much more, and then became a, I became a I would say a better backup. I played, much, I played much more, but second year juniors, I played all the games for another three years. Mm-hmm. And then I always wanted to play for junior team. Even when I was in the main team, I always want to to help the guys in juniors because I just love the game and I love to play. And one yeah. thing was uh, really crazy about me. Winning was everything to me. So I wanted to win as much games as mm-hmm. possible because I, I, I love the drug. I love the drug, that, that uh, excitement after the win, that fun and that feeling. <laughs> I really loved it. Yeah. I didn't care what level. I didn't care what level. I just wanted to have that feeling. Mm-hmm. So my junior times, mm-hmm. when I look back, there was a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, sometimes three times a day on the ice, the main team twice and then the junior team. I remember when I came home late night after practice, I was so tired. I just went to bed. I didn't really get myself ready to school. <laughs> I woke up six in the morning, I went to school, from school to practice, back to school, then at home, lunch two practices in a row uh again i came back i was so tired but uh uh, there was a great time of my life
1: to be honest yeah 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 so i guess for kids looking to make the jump to the junior level uh you know from minor hockey obviously that's sort of a big barrier right you're kind of younger coming in you're not as physically developed yet and you're trying to find your way and and get some games so what's advice you have Uh, You know, you said you didn't really play and then you kind of your mentality really switched when you got in the cage. Uh, So what's some advice for other kids who are maybe going through the same thing where they're not really playing and, and, you know, they uh, they're looking to get their first start. What's some advice you have for them in terms in terms of preparation and then taking advantage of opportunity when it finally comes?
0: Well, if they want to be successful when they go to the real hockey, let's say the juniors are really close to to real hockey they need to yeah. be ready, uh, not just mentally. I we, we both know mentally is like 60% or 70% of the game, but yeah, do sure. everything to be ready. Sometimes I would say when you play in a goal in 10 games, seven times you feel bad and three times you feel good, but you need to learn how to battle those seven games. And then uh, mm. when you, when you want to battle those games, you have to tell yourself... Some real things like okay, I shouldn't be afraid because I worked hard, so you need to work hard. Oh, yeah. uh, I shouldn't feel bad because I slept last night. I didn't. I didn't go. I wasn't late. I went to bed at the time I su- I supposed to go. And then you know you mm-hmm. you tell your head that uh, that you are ready. So you need to do all the right things. So when you feel bad in the net, you you can um, you can really you can really like. Uh, I don't know how to say
1: it. Help me out here. Yeah, you want to you want to find a way to play good, you, you, find a way to play good even on your bad days, right?
0: Exactly, because you need to you need to tell yourself why you shouldn't feel good, feel good. You know, you 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 are you did all the all the things right and then you shouldn't feel good, feel bad. So, uh that's the first thing. You need to do all the things right so you can focus on 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 um, on the game and then other thing, I think you have to learn how to be on the edge for 60 minutes. Because when you go to the, mm. let's say, junior hockey, from the youth hockey, that's a big difference. You have to be on the edge all the times. Right. And then uh, sometimes you lose the focus on a second period or middle game. It's really hard to focus when you, when you are uh, in a young age. For some goalies, I think they should learn how to stay on the edge, you know, stay focused. And there's a couple of things how, yeah. how they can do it. They can talk to themselves, like, okay, I follow the game. There is a right-handed player, left-handed player. Okay, uh, I should be ready for the next shot. When they go to the face-off, they focus: who is right, who is lefty. So they, when the mm. player is gonna get the pass like on the point, you already know he's lefty or righty. So you got so many things you can um, you can push to your head, and then stay in the game on the edge all for sixty minutes. That's really important. Yeah. Because youth hockey is much more fun, and then junior hockey is, uh, is 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 much higher level.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's business, right? And that's why you kind of see guys come and go. It's very competitive, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. So uh, I think those couple things you need to do all the things right, and then uh, it's not like you sleep uh, one day eight hours, and next day you sleep five hours, and you tell yourself, okay, next day I'm gonna sleep ten hours because I wanna. Because I didn't sleep last night right. for eight hours. No, it doesn't work like that. You need mm-hmm. to sleep every day eight hours if you want to be successful. You only need to do all the things right.
1: Yeah, and then and then looking at your your transition to pro hockey, um, you know, just just an amazing pro debut, breaking into the ECHL in 1999, uh, and and you're awarded the best goaltender of the year award as well as the rookie of the year award in your first pro season. Uh, just incredible debut year. But where did you initially sort of struggle the most in your debut right away when you made the the jump at such a young age to pro hockey or North America?
0: Well, there was a fairy tale to me because uh, I was a goalie who was supposed to go to the World Juniors. And um, my two goalies, they were ahead of me. First goalie was playing a main league in Slovakia. I I would say 40 or 50 games. Other guy... Other guy was playing CHL first Slovakian goalie in CHL, and I was I was third goalie, and first time ever three goalies went to World Juniors in December, and in an exhibition game we won six nothing, and a coach came to me and said, "Hey, young, good game," and I told him, "Coach, listen, if somebody wants to play World Juniors, this game should be easy for him." I tried to show him that how that I was really confident, and then coach didn't know who 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 who, who, who is gonna play. So he went to trainers yeah. and I asked uh, trainers who should I play and then trainers picked me. So he put me in the net as a third goalie and I play every single game, every single second in the boy juniors wow. and we won the first medal in for Slovakia. And then suddenly I was wow. drafted and suddenly I was in Nashville. It all happens in six months. And suddenly I was working with yeah. uh, Tomás Vokoun, Mike Dunham and Mitch Korn as a goalie coach. And then mm. can you imagine a guy who was praying Praying to go to Bo Jr. Six months after he was he was in Nashville in NHL. That was a really fairy yeah, tale to crazy. me. And then I was just, I came to Nashville. And I was just looking around. and I get the, I got sent down to Milwaukee, and they sent me to ECHL. And they told me we want you to play as many games as possible because for your development it's right. that's the best thing. Of course, I didn't like that that much. I wanted to play uh, in Milwaukee, and then. Of course, they were right. I played that season seventy-two games. I played for the goalie coach legend John Braffy toughest coach probably ever in the business. And I really loved the coach. Um, he told me how to be tough every single night mentally. Mm-hmm. Really, he was a great guy. Great <laughs> guy. And then um, a lot of sto- a lot of good stories about him. Uh, but maybe next time. But yeah. I had so much fun. I had so much fun to play CHL, and then that kept me for rest of my career. I always play good when I was uh, when I had the team on my shoulders. I was a goalie who really mm. didn't want to battle for number one spot, but when I was uh, number one goalie, nobody nobody close behind me, and I held that uh, team on my shoulders, mm. then I was the best because I I knew. I have I'm the guy who have to be the guy. And that happened to me in East mm. Coast. And then I played I think 62 games regular season out of 70. And then or 52 wow. and then plus 10 in playoffs. That was a great experience to me. Guys were in great in East Coast. I didn't speak much English. They were helping me out. I was only European in the team, which was great for me. And uh I can, I can, I will never forget that year. That was a great year experience to me. And there wasn't, you are asking me like, how was the transition? It wasn't transition to me. I just came there and I had so much fun that I just played.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, you kind of talk about, I mean, uh, a lot of guys go through that, um, you know, especially in, in the pro levels where obviously everybody wants to be in the NHL. Uh, but there's only 60 jobs in the NHL, 64 or whatever it is now. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that have sort of played a lot of games before people got to play their dues and sort of get their games played and get some more experience. Right. So, um, you know, what do you think contributed so much? Like wh- where, where was the big mindset shift for you that you think you can kind of share with other people in terms of, you know, uh, cause you hear stories a lot of times guys, they don't react well to that, right. There's They're good. They're, they're standout-ish. They're supposed to be in the NHL. They get sent down to the coast and then they have attitude problems because they can't just, you know, be where their feet are and just take care of business there. They want to be in the NHL. So in terms from an attitude standpoint, what's some advice that you can give the kids in terms of jumping through the right hoops, I think is a, is a sort of a good metaphor to put it of like, Hey, you know, if you want to play junior hockey, you know, you got to kind of dominate minor hockey. And if you want to play college and, you know, pro, you got to dominate junior hockey sort of thing. So what's some advice you have for kids that from a character standpoint that you think that they should exercise more when they're put in a situation like that, where they need to show some humility.
0: For me, that's an easy, easy answer. Play the league, play the team where you can be leader. Like a true leader. Mm. When you can, uh, yeah. when everybody's looking at you and you're going to be hero for for the guy next to you. From one side, from another mm. side, where you can uh, come to locker room and if you play bad and you say something in intermission, everybody is listening. When you get a chance, be first right. on the ice and be example for everybody else. Be the, in the league mm. or team where you can be the true leader. That's my advice. Because mm. sometimes when you play high league, you play five or six minutes per game or as a goalie, you play, you play uh, 10% of the games in the season. There is no chance you're gonna right. be a leader. And then when you yeah. in the league where you when you are teaching yourself and you learn how to be a leader, then you are ready for the next level. Mm.
1: Right. I love that. I love that, man. So, so you you think sort of going to the ECHL gave you an opportunity to learn how to be a leader in pro hockey?
0: Yes, exactly. It really shows me that every single night I need to be ready. There is no, there are no mm-hmm. breaks. There is no such a thing as a uh, as a bad game. There is no such a thing. You have to battle all the times. Right. When I felt bad in the net, I had to find a way to feel better because, uh, like I said, the team was on my mm-hmm. was on my shoulders. And it, and then, in, the, in this case, it really shows you. How important it is uh, to do to do all the things right, on the ice, off the ice, at home, good dinner, good sleep, and then you know rest in the bus, read the books. Uh, don't don't get tired of your eyes because you play a lot of games. You know don't stay. We didn't have cell phones twenty years ago, but right now I didn't read the newspapers <laughs> during the game day because I I try to save my eyes. So uh, my mm-hmm. eyes were sharp on the game. So pretty much the same with the cell phones right now or, or computers or laptops or uh, uh, tablets. Uh, save your energy to the game because your eyes are really important to you. So when you play many games, like I did, you need to do everything what's possible to get ready to the games.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a part of the leadership. That's the part of the something I was talking about just a few minutes ago. That's a part of the leadership.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I guess, I guess, for goalies at home looking to make the jump to the pro level one day, what's probably the most important skill uh, that they can start developing today that will be transferable to and help them transition to the pro hockey level much smoother one day?
0: Mm, that's a tough question. That's a tough question. What they need to be, what they need to be, is be self confident. I would say. Of course, they need to have a winning attitude because. Uh, only some goalies are winning goaltenders only some right and we can talk about it how to get there but they need to be really self confident because uh, you're going to meet a lot of lot of good goalies who's going to battle for a spot with you but when you trust yourself and you trust your uh, your talent or, or your hard work and all the things you did right you got a chance to beat those guys but you need to be self confident on the ice, not off the ice. Off the ice, you need to be a great guy.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you, off the ice, you'd be a good guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes,
0: you need to be a great guy. They, they need to love you. They need to love you off the ice. You need to smile to everybody. When you come to the locker room, everybody has to know that, oh, here, here he is. No, they need to love you off the ice. You need to be really self-confident on the ice.
1: Yeah. And and then you go on to play the following season in the IHL and then in in 0102, you not only make your AHL debut playing 34 games in the league, uh, but you also make your NHL debut playing three games as well and representing your country winning a gold medal in the world championship that year. But let's first dive into sort of your American League debut. Um, you know, you, you talked about sort of starting at the NHL and eventually filtering down to the coast. So when you're moving back up to the AHL, what was probably the, the most difficult part or uh, about making that transition to the American Hockey League? Uh,
0: that time there was an International Hockey League, my first year pro. That league was really skilled. Yeah. I remember that we played Chicago Wolves. They had, uh, I think, three or four times or twice, at least twice more games in NHL playoffs that uh, the Nashville did. Wow, that was a really skilled team, and then I I really saw that you need to be smart enough to play those games. When you did the first move, there was right. empty net goal. You need to. You, I had to. I had to see the puck. That was the first thing I needed because those guys really can hide the shots, and I uh, I, I had to be patient. That was the biggest difference between East Coast and uh, international hockey. League. Those guys were mm-hmm. much more much more skiller, much more skills. And then uh like I said, first move when I'm in first move, I was done.
1: And and then obviously, uh, you know, just amazing make your NHL debut in the same year and then get an opportunity to play in uh three NHL games that season. Uh, maybe you can just break down for everyone what exactly surprised you the most in your NHL in your NHL debut that you didn't expect.
0: Uh a couple things surprised me. I'll start with second thing second thing what surprised me the most was that the NHL backup goal is sitting in the stands or in the locker room in Nashville As in the home games I was sitting right. in the locker room I watched the game on a big screen TV next to next to bagels and peanut butters and then and jellies <laughs> so I gained a few pounds I I couldn't <laughs> stay, you know are watching the game and then you up for nothing you know nothing is going to happen and a half game through and you got all the bagels right. next to you what you going to do you're going to eat them all that's what I did wow and so <laughs> uh and then some some of the arenas uh, uh in NHL I think San Jose was like that I was bit I was in the crowd the people were next to me sitting and, and e- eating popcorn and wow I was so jealous
1: that's
0: crazy. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. And then, uh, first thing, first thing to me when I when I was in Nashville, I played, so they played me because there was a part of the business. First game for me was in Saint Louis, and then I remember I started to yell at everybody just before we went on the ice. Let's go, boys! We have to win this game. Let's go. And everybody yeah, was like, yeah. oh, kid woke us up. Because there were three games left in the season. Nashville was 20 points or 30 points out of the playoffs. Everybody right. focused uh, not, not to get hurt. And then some kid came there and with all the energy, like, what, what's going on here? But uh, that game was great to me because I felt great. <laughs> I was a second yeah. star. I played great. But in the second game, uh, we played home against the Islanders. I wasn't that good, and a third game in Phoenix, I was poor. And that really showed me where I was that mm-hmm. I wasn't good enough to play every single night in NHL mentally. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mentally ready to play every single night. I just, uh, mm-hmm. it was really, I was going down like, uh, that really showed me that I, was, I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't really ready yet. yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So what, what do you think separate, you know, you're, you're there, you have that experience, you kind of understood that, wow, this is, you know, it surprised you just the preparation, the consistency of the guys at that level, but what, what really separates them and those players and those goaltenders in the NHL on any given night is is it the mental side, is the physical side, is it the consistency? Like what are the things that really stood out to you?
0: Probably all those things you said, all those things you need yeah. to be, you need to be physically so ready, especially now when they when they're moving the puck so so fast, and uh, and mentally you need to be tough because you play eighty two games, you play, you travel, mm. and you, and you play tough games. You got eighty thousand people in the crowd. There is a there was I think there was a much more. It was a bigger pressure to play NHL than play World Championship final when you play for five five million people in mm. the country. Somehow somehow right. that pressure was. Maybe just the expectations from the coaches and everybody right. else. Maybe I didn't feel that everybody is trusting me as that much in, uh, like in the World Championship, but that pressure is right. huge to play in NHL. That really showed me how, how hard is it is to make it to NHL, and it's even harder mm-hmm. to stay in NHL. Like you said before, I'm, uh, Mitch Corn told me the same thing like you said. Only 60 goals yeah. out of the whole world is playing in NHL so it's so hard to get there and stay there
1: so if you could go back then to to sort of your nhl debut and, and and tell yourself one thing to to help you be more successful and and stay at that level what exactly would it be
0: uh, I, first game was okay a second game i would i uh i for sure i wasn't i wouldn't be so happy about the first game that much I was so happy about the first game that I mm. I thought it's going to be much easier on the second game. That's that's the edge right. I was talking about. I lost the edge. You need to be mm-hmm. on the edge all the times. There's no there's no such a game when uh, when you when uh, nothing can happen. Every every single night you need to be on the edge. You need to be ready. It doesn't matter if you up six nothing or or you down six nothing. You still need to be on the edge. You need to be ready all the times, every single second. And I kind of, uh, I was kind of a uh, loose guy before the game too because what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I played good first game. I lost the edge. Mm-mm. And a third game, I, I just wanted to finish. At The third game, I, I lost the self-confidence. I, I, I stopped to trust myself. And I was afraid that they're going to score. What's going to happen? And we're going to lose the game. I need to stop this puck. I, I didn't have fun mm-hmm. in, like in the first game. And I s- lost the self-confidence. So all those things um, cost me those games.
1: So for kids that are looking at home to break into the NHL one day, like what are a couple of the characteristics that, that the top goalies in the NHL possess that most uh, people don't develop enough before they get there?
0: Well, like we said, only a few guys are going to make it to an NHL. So somehow we need to be special. And then... Uh, all those goalies in NHL, they somehow they are special. They are. you don't see. Probably won't. See, you won't find the same two goals in NHL. They all different, but they all somehow mm. special. And then, uh, what I think the best of uh, why they in NHL because they work on their talents. Some of the coaches, they tell the goalies to work on your weaknesses, but I would say work on your talent. Because that's why you're special, and that's what can bring you up. Of course, you need to work somehow on your weaknesses, but work much right. harder on your or your strong sides, on your on your or your, your, your talent, because then your oh. talent can uh, can make a difference uh, between those two goalies. That's one thing, and then uh, other thing, you need to be winning goaltender if you want to make it to an NHL. You need to be winning mm-hmm. goaltender. You need to be the winning guy you need to be the right guy to win the game and if you want to if you want to be the winning goaltender you need to act like one
1: you know a lot of people have a misconception about like the NHL like oh if i'm tall i'll make the NHL if i'm fast i'll make the NHL right and then when they get and then when they get there they realize like oh wow i was wrong because there's so many great goalies in the world you know just cuz i was good in the league i played in doesn't mean I'm the best goalie in the world and I'm good enough for the NHL. So what's like a very common misconception of minor hockey goalies? Like even you got there, you said that you were pretty surprised at how good everybody was on any given night when they got there, right? When you got there, right?
0: Well, it's a good question. That's a good question. And then, yeah, well, you can never say that uh, – you can never say that uh, – just because I'm big, I'm gonna make it. Just because I'm quick, I'm gonna right. make it. You need to be. You need to be full package. That full package takes. Right. Your uh, how hard you work and then uh, how great you are off the ice. I mean, big part of me. And then uh, I, I told my goal: is guys, if you want to be winning goaltender, you need to be great guy off the ice. You just need to be great guy. And then uh, when I look at the goals in NHL, you know, some of them are different, especially now. One goalie but uh, i guess I guess you know who <laughs> what I'm talking about but he's even then he's special even then the, right. he's saying some weird stuff and he's even then he's special so uh the things you how you were born and and, and how you raised doesn't get you to an the nhL the NHL the, takes you only mm. only the to be special somehow you need to find your own mm. way to to be special. But you need to be fast, you you need to work hard. You can be like our Slovakian goalie who was uh, Peter Budai, I think he was uh, the, he was respected mm-hmm. at NHL just because he worked so hard. He was special yeah. because he worked so hard, probably harder than everybody else in NHL. He was so respected and then some teams loved him just uh, because he was he was showing to other players uh, when they look at him guys this is how we should work every single night he was uh, mm. he was showing everybody else leader. how to work hard so he, yes he was a true leader how to work hard on 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 the practices so he was special this way so we need to be special somehow
1: well following your years here in north america you went you went back over to europe and and absolutely reigned overseas uh, you know one of the most grizzled vets we've ever had on the show Uh, Pretty sure easily the most games we've seen accumulating and playing over 560 uh, pro games over in Europe, just over in Europe alone, uh, spanning across all the top leagues uh, across the continents, including the Czech, Russia, Slovakia uh, and Finland, winning the championship in the Czech National League two times, as well as goaltender of the year three times, uh, including several occasions winning goalie of the playoffs as well. Just an incredible follow-up to your stint here in North America. But I guess over your time playing, uh, you know, what do you think contributed so much to your longevity and success uh, across your entire career that the majority of goalies uh, lack to, to have uh, in, in such a successful career that long?
0: Um, winning was everything to me.
1: Yeah. It was probably the biggest difference.
0: Uh, I was so sad and so crazy when I lost the game. I was so happy when I won the game. I was so addicted to the game that winning was everything to me. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest, might be the biggest difference between me and some of the guys. Obviously, some tough times when I was thirty, I couldn't stop the puck, and it, it looks like I'm going to carry is over <laughs> and I find a way back. But that that thing will help me because I was so uh, addicted to the wins.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then I guess, uh, you know, regarding your Goalie of the Year awards, um, multiple championships as well, playing in some of the best leagues in the world. What do you you think are some of the most important characteristics of a championship goaltender that more kids need to focus on today? I know you mentioned character, obviously, earlier in the conversation. Maybe you can kind of dive into some of those uh, character attributes specifically that kids should be developing.
0: I think to win the championship team needs to believe in you. Mm. And then uh, to win the championship, you can, you have to build that house from the from the ground. You can, you have to come to the locker room in July, and you have to smile, and you you have to tell your uh, teammates, guys, this is gonna be a great season. You know, I can yeah. feel that we are a strong team, and we are such a good team, and uh, we can win the championship. You can you can build it from the day one. You know, you have to practice hard, you have to challenge them every day. In the game, you need to be calm, focused. You need to be a role model for them. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to make mistakes in the game. For sure. Or on the ice or off the ice. But, uh, but in the end of the road, they need to believe in you, that you are the guy who can who can bring that uh, cup home. They yeah. need to believe in you. But you have to build it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then diving into playoff hockey – what what what's the key? what's sort of your secret to playoff hawk? You know, what are some of the winning characteristics that uh, championship goalies possess during playoff time that help their team break through and win some cups?
0: Uh, I would answer this way. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, somebody asked me like, "How was it when uh, everybody else is looking at you and you are you are the last guy for the puck? How is it like you can make right. if you made a mistake?" Everybody sees it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I stopped him there and I was like, well, I never look at this way. I was the guy who, who can change the game and everybody right. sees me. So in the playoff, there was a time when I had a chance to change the game and, and be in the in the spotlight. Mm. Be the guy you know who can everybody can seize you and you can you can be the man you can you can put the team on your shoulders and then and, and the pressure is on. And and I that was a challenge to me. I wasn't afraid to make the mistake when I felt great, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. But I was looking for that for the showtime, that spotlight, that I'm the guy, and everybody else is looking at me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and obviously, so much success has has followed you. Um, as I mentioned earlier, when before we got on and record, you know, the elite prospects and the stats don't really give you. You know, the downs, and you've mentioned there have been some downs in your career, and you've touched on those uh, uh, briefly. Um, But obviously, goaltenders everywhere never really face those at at some point in their career, face adversity. So looking back at your entire career, what's probably the biggest adversity you ever faced, uh, and how exactly did you overcome it?
0: Uh, I was really age of 30. I was playing eight world championships, uh, two Olympic games, World Cup. And then and I was in NHL goalie, and I was in the Russian Super League, and then I came to Slovakia because nobody wanted me in Europe. I oh, yeah. had no contract, and I couldn't stop the. Even if they were shooting soccer ball at me, I couldn't stop. It. <laughs> I was afraid if the soccer was flying from the blue line, I was afraid right. it's gonna be in in, in in my goal, and I couldn't play. I was uh, I I wasn't arrested from the hockey because I played world championship. I mean the regular season after I played World Championship, a couple of weeks off, and then I came back to the next season, yeah. and I was tired from the hockey. I didn't have that passion. I wasn't hungry for a puck, mm. and then I couldn't stop the puck, and I couldn't know. I didn't know for three months how to get out of it. I I, I did. I didn't know. I tried everything. I tried everything. Yeah. I tried to. I tried to work hard. I tried to rest more, and I tried to sleep. I couldn't sleep, and then I tried to eat better, and didn't work out. I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't play the game. And then uh, I met my friend, and he sent me to his uh, mental coach. Yeah. And that doctor, there was, was a female doctor, she, she told me how
1: stupid I am. <laughs> what, what did she say to you? What were some of the important things she taught you?
0: I said that the, uh, when I play the game and I lose the game, the people in the crowd are going sad home. And I, I, I made those people be sad. And then, then uh, when I go on the internet, I can read the people are blaming me to uh, that I lose the game. And she said, well, he's stupid. You know that you are stupid because those people go home, they get the, their own lives and then barely touch your life. And you take what uh, what they say or what how they feel to, on, on your shoulders. Right. Right. No, I mean she said like, come on, you can do that. I mean they have own life, their own family, their own mortgages, their their old job, all the same yeah. problems So family, grow up kids, they got their own problems. You care about your problems. Yeah. Not their problems. And then suddenly uh, I get the opportunity to play in KHL just before I seized her, I had the opportunity to play KHL. I flew to Moscow and from Moscow to Omsk. We played the Armi Miriagra when he was in the KHL. Oh yeah! <laughs> and suddenly, from the goalie who couldn't stop the soccer ball, after a week, I became a goalie of the week in the KHL. Right. So I, I'm telling all the people, like, well, where did you where did you know, learn how to be a goalie? I'm saying in the plane. Because in the plane that my career turned back, I had time to think. And then the mental coach helped me a lot. That right. I, I, I realized that on the things I had to focus. And I focus is yourself and, and, and hockey and your team you know, and, and the people around you, like a close family. But that's it. You, you can't take what people are saying on internet, what they are in, saying in the crowd, what they are yelling at you. No, you can't take it on your shoulders. You have yeah. to be on your own.
1: Yeah, and and that's probably the the biggest battle that, well, for starters, is just the mental side of things. Obviously, like you said, uh, so many guys, they have the skills now, but eventually you kind of hit that mental wall of you lose that passion, you lose that fatigue, you start focusing on the wrong things, you get distracted about things that you can't control. And ultimately, it seems like over such a long career that you've played is, is the biggest thing is really developing that mental side of the game not not just being resilient but from a championship mindset of of having that character to, to support guys when they need them and being a leader in the room as well as you know when things get hard being able to focus on the right things correct exactly
0: you if you want to be a good goalie in doesn't matter how old are you you need right. to smile when you come to the locker room that's the main thing when you smile you are excited to be in the locker room. You are excited to go on the ice, to challenge those boys, those drills when they shoot at you, when they go two-on-one, three-on-one. Yeah, right. And then it starts with the smile when you come to the locker room.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, now I want to obviously uh, – you've been coaching for the last uh, five years at the next level, uh, played at the highest levels of hockey for over, uh, you know, 20 years. Um and, and you're spearheading Slovakian goaltending now since retiring and well deserved. But you know maybe you can just briefly dive into your specific three or four pillars that you sort of surround your goaltending and playing philosophy around and uh, why you think they're so important.
0: Well, my main job was uh, put all the coaches together. First of all, in Slovakia, yeah. we are such a small country; we are only five million people. It's so easy to us to uh, to get everybody together. And then right, when I right. came. Uh, everybody was doing different things in in slovakia all the goalie coaches and we didn't have enough goalie coaching as well so yeah uh first of all i s- jumped in the car i went to finland i went to finland and i tried to te- I, I tried to learn from the people in finland how they did it because for me the uh, finnish goalie school and the swedish obviously are the best in the world i yeah. tried to learn from them How to become a good goalie coach how to be a a true leader as a coach as well they told me so many things and first of all they told me never tell the coaches what they should do Mm. what they must do try to explain them and we both try to find a solution that's something I I really remember from Finland. So I came back. I put the community together, all the goalie coaches together. We know we talk, we share, we share experiences, we share how the goalies play. We talk, we we call, we meet once a month for goalie camps because it's so easy from in Slovakia. I meet in the middle of Slovakia. It takes only two yeah. hours by car, two and a half. So uh, more more than a goalie coach, I became a, like a manager. I would say.
1: Right. 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 And then in, in you know, so f- from a technical standpoint, I guess let's, we can go in that direction. Obviously, uh, the mental side is a big part of your personal, uh, goaltending philosophy. Uh, maybe you can dive into a couple things on the mental side and a couple things on sort of the physical side from a tactical standpoint that you teach your goaltenders that you think is very important for them to learn and get a good grip, uh, grip on. I try to explain the goal is they need to be tough. Hmm because mentally uh, or physically both
0: both But mentally mentally is very very important because you in your life you're gonna face so many obstacles and then uh sometimes those obstacles like me when i was in in the minors they did it on purpose to make you stronger right and then uh i came to europe after and some some guys were like uh Saying something is wrong, and I don't like this, I don't like that. I was mm. like, "Come on, boys, there's nothing," you know. I mean, I, I I've been divorced, <laughs> so I'm trying to. Let's say uh, we had a camp goalie camp uh, uh, three four months ago. We had the early morning practice. I think mm. we were six o'clock on the ice or six thirty, and half of the practice I left the lights off we didn't wow <laughs> in the middle of the practice we turned the lights on and then yeah. after practice I told the boys guys did you see it the conditions wasn't conditions for a practice wasn't good we right. didn't even talk about it we all worked hard sometimes in the game is the same situation the you're gonna get some some problems some issues don't focus on that just like mm. we did today i'm trying to show them there is so many things they are not gonna be comfortable in your life but you still need to be mentally tough
1: yeah yeah and then and then from a physical aspect uh you know w- what's something from a tactical standpoint that you like to teach your guys
0: from the physical they need to be i think they need to be strong right now on uh, with the legs the legs, yeah. their legs are most important right now because you need to move forward, and the power comes from the strength. That's what I was told from the conditioning coaches. So uh, they need to, you know, the squats and and then jumping, high jumping. On, right. they need to be really fast with their with their legs. You know, like, uh, right now with the positioning when they. Uh, when the game is so crazy going back and forth and then goalies are trying to stand up more they are not using the reverse VH anymore that much right. so they need uh, they need to be strong yeah. and they need to be fast yeah. and from the tactical point you need to work on your not on your weaknesses but on your str- uh, strong uh, how you say it your strengths yes on your strengths yeah. work on them you know if you got talented on this thing focus on that yeah. thing you know don't don't try to focus on the weak but on their strengths because yeah. that's how you're gonna make different between those guys you need to make a difference between goal is somehow somebody yeah. needs to see you from oh this guy is different a little bit you know that work on your strength
1: yeah yeah so i, I guess you know obviously uh, your long tenure playing and coaching now um goalies coming up to the the Slovakian ranks like trying to play olympics and stuff like that and even going over to finland and and having played in north america and in europe like where do you typically see goaltenders struggle the most when they're trying to make that transition to the next level whether it's to junior hockey from minor to junior junior to pro you know minor pro to the nhl or, or like a league like the khl in eastern europe the main difference is, it's so we are so easy on those kids in Slovakia right now.
0: You know, uh, the, so yeah we are so easy. Yeah. Uh, I have an example like uh, we had a goalie who is uh, he called me like I was supposed to play in uh, this game in uh, USA. Right. He was yeah. playing overseas, and he was like, I'm, "I was I was supposed to play this Saturday. I didn't play. I am going to see the coach and ask him." I was like, "No, no, 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 no. You are not gonna do that." Right. I mean, they are they are waiting for for your reaction. What you're gonna do is you're gonna come on Monday for a practice and you're gonna work hard. You're gonna be first on the ice,
1: right. last
0: off the ice, and then gonna go first to the gym and you're gonna smile all day. And you're gonna you're gonna repeat it on Tuesday. You're gonna repeat it on Wednesday, on Thursday the same thing. And what they, what they're gonna say is, oh look at this guy, he really wants his job. Right. Like, no, no, when I wanna talk to the coach. I'm telling you, you are not going to. So he didn't and then next saturday i got the message i was sleeping i was like we won for nothing i had 40 saves thank you so wow much. you know uh, we are so easy on those boys over here and they are not yeah. they are. we don't have that many goalies over here and then yeah just like last week i called our goalie to n.a north american hockey league and i i told him this story the same story you need to show those people that you want this job yeah you know sometimes you you don't play the games and they are looking at you, what gonna, how are you going to react? Yeah. And your reaction needs to be, I want this job badly. Yeah. It might take week, two, three, or four, Yeah. but every single day you need to repeat it. And once you get it, you have to work even more harder.
1: Yeah. It never ends. It's, it's uh, what we would call like a, there's sort of this sense of entitlement. Right from uh, the younger kids, when when they get mistreated or they don't play or whatever it is, but the fact of the matter is, is that um, you know when you go to junior hockey, it's you know the one to the five percent of goalies who were stand out in minor hockey, and then when you go to juniors, you're competing against a, a much larger group of goalies more talented right and then when you go to play you know like I played college hockey in the states right I played you know uh, NCAA hockey right when you go there everybody who there is like superstars from junior but now the pool gets sort of even bigger where you're you're kind of pulling from and uh, just because you're good or you did well in your local um, Hero. your local area your local bubble whatever market you're from doesn't necessarily make you the best in the world you got to keep competing keep showing that good character and you know when you don't get an opportunity to play you have to be hungry and respond with character right exactly exactly and then uh,
0: obviously you're not going to develop from every goal you're not going to develop them to be NHL superstars yeah all what are trying to do in Slovakia to develop the best person they can be because in the, in the, in the, even in the real life the things you teach you learn in hockey you're going to use in your in your personal life as well no matter yes. how, what job you do but uh, Mitch Korn used to tell me this thing that time when he was telling me there was i think 4 or 5 billion people in the world yeah that out of 4 billion people only 60 play in NHL right that's, that's how tough is it to make it there exactly one thing is to make it another thing is to stay there yes and you know you can you can look to the NHL just like I did but to stay there it takes much more than I did so it's so tough to make it to the NHL because uh, if the kids are listening right now uh, only 60 gold out of 6 billion right now they're going to make it to the NHL it's so right. tough it's, it's a it's unreal tough but you need to try the best you can to make it nobody says you can't anybody can but you need to be you need to be special anyway
1: yeah yeah and and i guess finally this is a famous final question we ask on the show uh obviously it's called the goalie hacks podcast but what are your two best hacks Either on ice drills or off ice drills that you do with your goalies that typically help them find success much quicker on the ice?
0: (laughs) When I get goalies, this is a kind of a, I would say, my drill or all drill. Yeah. But all the goalies right now are so technically ready to play the game. Yeah. But they don't have the natural talent of catching the puck. Sometimes I take away the stick from the goalies, I shoot at them
1: right you
0: know if they uh, give up the rebound it's a half point and they'll uh, allow the goal that's one point and then <laughs> i'm trying to teach them how to catch the puck right those kids they don't know how to catch the puck anymore they are they know how to block the puck they don't know how to stand up they uh, have a perfect uh reverse they know how right. to do it because they have seen it on youtube but they don't know mm-hmm. how to how to catch the puck <laughs> That's the main thing. You need to catch the puck first and then you can, can block it because when, once you block it, you give up to so many rebounds. Sometimes yeah. when you're under pressure and then, then there's a low shot on your pad, you need to catch it to your glove. Even if it's a five-hole heavy shot from the blue line, you need to be relaxed on the shot and then stop it with your glove. So because all the goalies you're going to get to the camps, they are kind of elite goalies in Slovakia. So they do right. all technically so so well. Yeah they are missing the catching the puck
1: yeah yeah well uh jan do you have any last words of advice for everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing today
0: uh all i can say is the i was a goalie for so many years and then i, I try to stick with the hockey right now and i have to say that's there's that's the best job in the world doesn't yeah. matter doesn't matter how level what level you're playing enjoy the time with your teammates because it's, it's your family have a smile every day you go to the ring because that's the that's the best job you can do, even if you don't play pro level. But to be in the ring and be with your teammates and, and challenge them every single day and make them mad that because they can't score, that's the best feeling. Every day you can do it. Every day you can make them mad because they will shoot at you. They will... Drafted the net, they go crazy, but you have to stop every single puck because that's the challenge, and we love the challenges.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Coach, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, and obviously, congrats on such an amazing playing career, uh, the journey, and and really, we're grateful for, sh- for you sharing a glimpse of what you've experienced over so many great and successful years playing. Uh, obviously, lots of ups, lots of downs. It's never perfect for everybody, uh, but like I mentioned, You know, easily the most grizzled vet we've had on the show and and super grateful for you taking some time for everyone listening today to give back uh, all that you've accumulated uh, so far. But can you just let everyone know where they can get in touch with you online?
0: Well, they can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Instagram uh, by my name. It's so easy. And uh, if anybody has some question, kids around the world, don't hesitate to contact me. I'll be glad to answer any
1: questions. Right on. So go check out Slovakian legend Jan Lasik and all the links will, will be available in the show notes for people to check out if you want to connect with him after the show. And he's had tons of success, both playing and coaching at the next level for over 20 years now. Uh, and He's had the opportunity to play for and work with some of the best organizations in the world. So uh, maybe somewhere down the road, we'll have you back on the show, Jan, if, if that's something that interests you.
0: Oh, thank you so uh, so much for having me. Uh, I, hopefully, I, I shared some experiences with, uh, with the young guys that uh, they can use in their lives. Because, uh, like I said, be a goalie is just the best job in the world.
1: It is, it is, and uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, uh, take it for granted, and you don't realize until you get older, and and a large, you know, portion of guys start hanging up the gloves that. You know, you wish you would have put more effort in here, or there, or done this better, been more focused or more passionate, right? So, I think today, obviously, you just you're shedding a ton of light on on the ups and downs you've faced over such a long career will really help uh, people see that. But I'm grateful of you coming on. You, you, good luck as we roll into the fall here. You, you take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, man.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thanks for tuning in this week's episode, Goals. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up or ready to come on to the show in the next few months. And make sure to tune back into the show in two weeks and every other Tuesday from now on 8 a.m. As next episode, I have the Chicago Blackhawks organization goaltending coach uh, for both their NHL and the AHL squad that's right. Peter Aubrey, longtime next level goaltending veteran, now turned next level veteran coach uh, at the NHL level with the Chicago organization. And we got him next episode. I know you guys are going to want to miss this one. So make sure to tune back next time. Without further ado, here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the Goalie Hacks podcast. And. Just as a note here, if you enter into this giveaway, even if you don't win, uh, we select four winners a month, and and that includes books, uh, different products, training products, uh, NeuroTracker subscriptions. We give away all sorts of things. We pick four people a month, and even if you don't win uh, one month, you're always entered into uh, the the future the future giveaway. So to enter the giveaway. If you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you in two weeks.